everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 3, Episode 10, The One Where Rachel Quits. I quit. She quits. This is also my favorite Christmas episode. The one with Ashley's favorite Christmas episode. The one with the fave. I feel like it's a. it would be a popular favorite Christmas episode. Yeah, I guess it... It doesn't feel overly Christmassy to me, other than the Christmas trees. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite Christmas episode? Um. Well, I like. I can't remember what I said in our Christmas special now, but I do. I can't. Love, no, because you didn't talk about. You talked about the routine, didn't you? No, that was our New Year special. Oh, cool! Great. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas and New Year's are different days. Um, oh, I'm going to work on that. I can't actually remember. You're going to work on that? I'll get you a calendar for next Christmas. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I can't remember actually what I said for our Christmas special, but I do love the one where uh, Rachel and Phoebe are looking for Chandler's gifts, or for Monica's gifts, oh, and they wrote Chandler. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Um, and I love when Phoebe writes a song about Christmas. The sand on Santa's lap. Asked him to bring yeah. my friends all kinds of crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the did one. you say for our Christmas special? Guess we'll have to no, listen back remember, and find but out. I guess obviously it's so my favorite. I couldn't possibly think of anything else to talk about. Um, oh, I know what I said. I talked about Phoebe ringing the bell for the Salvation Army, which is <gasps> yes, hilarious. Right. Yes. It is that's so funny. Right. Um, for some reason, I was thinking, I think I must have watched The Presence one recently because it was like fresh in my mind. Anyway. That one is really good. And I do love when Rachel's like, whatever, Linus, I'm opening mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and if we promise not to tell, will you get us better gifts? <laughs> like, it's so yeah. funny. <laughs> oh, uh, they're so mean to Chandler in such I a know. funny way. Okay. There's a bag. There's but, a bag in the back of my closet that I swear I've never <laughs> seen before in my life. <laughs> I always wondered what that was uh, because he's like, so they're like, it's so nice that even though you moved out, it's nice that you're storing that stuff for Joey. It has to be porn, right? I would guess so. But like, I don't know. I guess. What else I don't, would it be? I guess I don't have any porn hiding. So I don't know. I was going to say who hides porn in the back of their closet. But I'm like, I don't. I guess that's a good, as good a spot as any, as any right? Probably. Like, yeah, I was going to say probably a lot of people. I was going to guess either porn or sex toys or something. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we talk about Christmas instead. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get there. Hang with us, listeners. We'll talk about that, whatever season that is. This time, much different Christmas experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this one opens up with Gunther, and I actually think we talked about this recently, with Gunther talking about having to retrain Rachel as a waitress. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like so offended. But, I know. Like, she's like, "Can you believe that?" And Chandler's like, "Yes." Well, yeah. She. <laughs> She's terrible. She's terrible. But I think I can't. Go yeah, ahead. I was just gonna say I, um, I can't believe she doesn't think she's bad. I guess she just sees absolutely. Like I was trying to think about this, and she kind of says it later. She's like, you know why I suck because I don't care. Like it's not even that she doesn't see that she's bad. She sees so little value in what she's doing that she doesn't even attribute like it mattering, like. I guess, you know, like she has absolutely no pride in it. She doesn't care if she's doing poorly or well because she doesn't think it matters. 
Yeah. I mean, I think you're right, but I know like you do, you don't agree with that though, right? Like you don't do you- like do a terrible Well, like it that's how jobs work. Like you're not always going to love everything you're doing. And also like you don't start at the top. I don't know. I guess I partially was also thinking like this is kind of one of those buzzword buzz trend things right now that people are like, oh, millennials are so entitled and they think that they should just like join a company and jump right up to the top. But it's like, first of all, she's like Gen X or whatever. So, um, but, but I just like this. Okay. Like I have not always, you still do a good job. Like, okay. I once had a guy that worked for me and he was like one of our first year analysts, you know, essentially like the intern, but he was getting paid and he did a terrible job. But, and I remember saying to him like, Hey, like, you know, every time you send something over to me, I'm having to spend time redoing it. And he was like, he said that to me, he's like, I just, I'm, I just don't care about this. Like, this isn't what I thought I was going to be doing. I don't enjoy this. And I was like, yeah, I get it but this is still the job you're employed right. to do. So right. like until you quit this job, you should be doing a good job at it because we're still your network. We're still your connections for the next job. We're still your references. Right. Like, But I, I think that's like, I don't think that she even thought about if she was doing a good job or not. I think and that's what I'm saying. Like she gave so little value to what she was doing that she was like, none of this actually matters. You know, like. It matters to the person who ordered the coffee. Totally. But I'm just saying she didn't, feel any personal value in what she was doing so she was just being self self absorbed she was just like not really giving it any gusto but also I think part of it is that she doesn't actually realize she's bad because when Gunther is retraining her she's like well yeah I know all this stuff but like she doesn't he's like what if you put the trays here you know so like I don't even think that because she cares so little she hasn't even like realized that um, she was doing everything really wrong. And I think because in her head, this was just the stopover until she got a real job, quote unquote, real job. But she hasn't made any effort. So that's all on her. Yeah, um, that's true. I do love that part where they're like, you know, she's like, oh, I just don't want to, I don't want to still be working here at 30. And they're like, well, you're still working here at 28. Like, right. you know, aren't you supposed to be looking for, and she's like, oh, I am still looking for jobs. I'm, I did that one that one interview two years ago, which wasn't it at like Saks or something, and she's like, and yeah, the, in the one with the poker, yeah, and she, yeah, when they called, which is and she episode didn't get it. five of season one, if I yes, remember, correctly. I like that they threw back to that, yes, yeah, and oh, good memory. Well, you're probably mm-hmm. correct because Renee's always right at these things, um, and she's like, and you know, good vibes, yeah, and- yeah, but that is a pet peeve of mine, um, when somebody wants a different job or like something to change in their life but they've put zero oomph behind it I understand if you're like I need to work here until I save let's just make up a number it'd be like I need to save three thousand dollars before I can quit and do the thing I want to do or I need to work here for a year so yeah, I have like well, a that's good a goal that's a goal right having a good building block on my resume so in a year like I'm looking for jobs but I'm just gonna do this for now until I can you know build up a little bit of my resume like I think that's great but she just is like no I have been looking but she hasn't you know Um, I appreciate that some people will be like well I'm actually never like and especially like living in New York or somewhere equally expensive never being able to save enough money to like actually quit your job Um, totally but yeah I'm totally with you like it is very hard to have you know a a job that's really exhausting and mm-hmm. takes a lot out of you and you don't have any money and you don't have any free time. Mm-hmm. It is very exhausting, but you do still have to put in the work. 
Right. And either be applying on the side or um, you don't get to complain about it. And I was going to say, and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying you right. haven't found a job yet because you aren't trying hard enough. No, it is hard. You just have to keep doing it. Right. Like, that's but she actually saying. hasn't been trying. That's Yeah, she hasn't been. She tried a little bit she two hasn't years been at all, ago. And she so, thought she was. So uh-huh. basically, I'm just hearing that Rachel's pretty like selfish and entitled. Okay, cool. That's fine. So you agree oh. with me. Anyways. So- <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Um, yeah. I think she is – she's just feeling sorry for herself right now, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Speaking of – Rachel, um, that velvety green shirt she's wearing in the I opening with the little it. half zippy. I hate it. I'm pretty sure I owned it. Oh, sorry. Well, I don't own it anymore, so that's okay. Was I also hated blue, everything though? I wore. Was yours blue? I see. I actually thought it was green, but it might have been because I thought you owned everything in blue no, from Aeropostale, and I owned everything in green from Aeropostale. Am I getting us flipped? You definitely had like everything blue. Blue, and did you have like everything baby green? Blue. I you said the other day that you remember me wearing a lot purple. of purple, which I think is definitely yeah. true. I could also see green. Um, okay, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, but you did right. have a lot of like baby blue stuff, or at least baby blue I, accented. I, like the um, what was the thing I, when you had a shirt and the collar was a different color? Oh yeah, you know like what I'm talking the, um, about ringed, like the yeah. ringed. Um, I feel like all your ring baseball tea style. Yeah, were all like baby blue, or like the Aeropostale logo was in baby blue. So I think that's nice of you to say accented, but I think it was like straight up blue on blue on blue on blue well, yeah. on blue. Yeah, like, for sure. That was – everything was a lot of also, color blocked blue. It, senior year when we went to Minnesota and we didn't own anything warm and we bought snowboarding jackets because we didn't understand that you could have a coat that wasn't <laughs> um, both water repellent it, and warm. Um, and looked like you were trying like you to just be got off the slopes. special K from, um, <laughs> from Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> You had the baby blue one, and I had the, like, light mint the, green one. Like, green. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That's true. That's right. Okay. That remained the so only warm have... jacket I owned until I was, like, 23. Sometimes. I Ask Sometimes. us for fashion advice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I still, to this day, can't wear blue on blue because I'm, I like, can't no. either. I'm <laughs> I can't. getting, like, shuddery because of how t- terribly I did it in middle school. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I believe It's a cautionary it. tale. Um, Oh, and yeah, it's just like traumatic. So um, yeah, maybe I had that shirt in blue. But anyway, um, so yeah, so Joey and Chandler convince her to quit because they said she needs to find the fear. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, you're sitting here, you kind of have it good enough to where you're not doing anything. You need to have like a deadline, mm-hmm. basically. The f- little fire under fear. your tail. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? I think, I think it can work sometimes. Um, I don't know that this was the best choice for Rachel in this moment. Um, because she has absolutely no cushion or leads. Yeah. Um, kind of feels like maybe they should have been like, tell you what, let's write down what are your 10 top like dream companies to work for. Mm -hmm. And let's just like apply to all those places. Okay. What's the next 10? What's the next 10? What's the next 10? You just keep applying, keep applying, Mm -hmm. keep applying. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes you do need a little bit of a fire under your tail to get moving and make a change. But like I I feel I can do that now as a 33-year-old with a savings account. Um, yeah. I don't know that I could have done it as a 23-year-old with no savings account. 
you know? Right. And maybe you can a little bit because you, like, you know, can fly by the seat of your pants a little bit more. But, like, you know, once you have a certain level of responsibility, you can't just quit and hope for the best and all I could think was when she gave her one week notice I was like oh my gosh why aren't you giving two weeks not because I feel like you Me have too. to but I thought that will just give you a little bit more time um I was yes I was two. like a week's notice because here it's yeah. four weeks oh I mean I think anywhere like like a restaurant it's not as you know I think it's more courtesy yeah, than fair. anything it's not like oh my gosh how are how will this place run without you I think it's just more yeah. courtesy um, but I was thinking for Rachel, like two weeks, I think you yeah, can find another job. She could it might use not some more be money. your, yeah, it might not be your dream job, but that gives you two weeks to find a different job. Um, right. We know it works out for her at the very last second, but with a lot of well, stress leading kind up to of. it. Yeah. Well, she at least a is employed again. Employment yeah. finds her. Um, Empl- yes. In a fortuitous way. Oh. So. Oh. Little play on words there. Oh. 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 See what you did there. I see it. So, um, so Chandler, yeah. So, so Joey ends up getting her an interview at Fortunata Fashions, mm-hmm. um, which was the recent trivia answer mm-hmm. to a friend's trivia night question. So, all of our Ross heads out there um, and others, um, remember that Fortunata Fashions. <laughs> yes, it was actually that happened. It came up for our friends Kim and Casey when they did a friend's trivia recently. But it was also a question I answered at friend's trivia like a year ago. So I feel like it's a good one. Oh. It was, what are all of Rachel's jobs right. that she has in the course of the show? And the answers are Coffee Shop, Fortunata Fashions, Bloomingdale's, um, Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren, and technically Louis Vuitton. She gets hired by Do Louis I, Vuitton. Yeah, okay. So I, I would say, I would just check a with your trivia person. She does, because she gets on the plane. That's true. Um, so maybe that's like a bonus. Yeah, a bonus. I, I would check with your trivia person to make sure that you need all five. You can see Renee takes it seriously. I'm so very... if it's four, it's not Louis Vuitton. <laughs> right, right. The one I was thinking that it was like, oh, Gucci, because it's like gucky. And I was like, nope, <laughs> she doesn't get that one. Right. Um, anyway. But anyway. So so Joey gets her the job because his dad is doing the plumbing, I think, mm-hmm. and was like, oh, he heard they have an opening. I can have him get you a job, which honestly, people, if you don't know this by now, literally everything you do is based on who you know, so we shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Nothing Sorry. is merit-based. <laughs> Almost nothing. Yeah, that's true. As sad as that makes me, it's, I feel like, just the truth. So find yourself your own version of an old mm-hmm. boys club and just get Join working. It. Just join it. Join it. Start it. Join it. Just do it. Don't be slimy about it. Just, you know, networks are just friends. That's all it is. Anyway. um, Yeah. And so he gets her the interview there. And in the meantime, Chandler is helping Rachel write her resumes. Well, resume that's then Xeroxed a bunch of times, uh, which says cheer squad co-captain and waitress at a coffee shop. Oh, bless. Oh, I know. I mean, she is a college degree. What are you doing that situation? She d- in fashion, isn't it? I think so. If I remember from the flashbacks, I think she went to school to study fashion. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you do anything. I think you just you just have to like people have to start somewhere. And yeah, I hope that people understand that it's like it's actually we've talked about this. So um, I'm an organizational psychologist, and so I you know we chat about this kind of stuff 
professionally. Um, I just, I mean, like, as in I'm interested in it as well. It's a bit of a dork. But um, I was talking to my other uh, org psych friend about this, and we were saying that, like, how you have behaved in the past is so much more like it's so much more indicative of what you can do in the future. So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily what jobs you held. Like, yes, of course, experience helps. And there's, you know, time is a good thing. Time in jobs, like you can't really replace that stuff. But it is so much more about hiring somebody with the right attitude because yes. you can train for skill. Mm-hmm. So they say hire for attitude, train for skill. 100%. And, I mean, if that person and, is not yeah. going to fit in well on the team or the company, they're not going to, even if they're the smartest most smartest at that job. Yeah. Not English. And I'm not just talking about fit because I also have other feelings about that. But I mean, like, if they are like, look, no, I, you know, I haven't worked for a big fashion house before, but here's yeah. examples of, you know, my hunger and my drive and my initiative and self starting. Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. not necessarily that she was showing that at the coffee shop, but like, come on, you know, yeah. Gunther's going to give her a good review. He totally or is. Or ref- referral. But um, yeah, so you heard it from Renee and Ashley's House of Hiring. <laughs> Hire for attitude. Got all for sorts of advice, guys. Just a wealth of knowledge so over much. here. If you haven't already figured that out, just, yeah, yeah. just really tap into um, this if you need to. It's a bit sad because Rachel said that she, she feels like she bombed the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she gets a call that she got the job. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. So she got the job. Thank you, Joey Sr., mm-hmm. Joe Tribbiani Sr. Um, and she does a little speech at the coffee house at the end, which is I've always found that to be a little weird. It is weird. And I think it's a it's borderline rude because she's like, no offense to anyone who still works here. Like, that's something you say yeah, to which your friends. Like, like, I never have to make coffee again. Isn't that exciting? Like, I understand being you over it. Also, but- like. To say it to all those patrons. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's just we, Rachel's living in her own little Rachel world. So she whatever. She just should have gone with the, I've made a lot of friends here. It's been really great. Looking forward to being a patron or, you know, like tying or, up with a bow or just not make a speech maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I understand like people make speeches like in the corporate offices I've worked at. Like they have their little going away thing and they are expected to give a little speech. Not in America when I worked there and people left. They just quietly left, maybe sent a goodbye email. So I get it. Oh. They didn't have the goodbye email situation. But here people do speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe do that with the girls. Like if they take you out for a drink afterwards. Yes. yes. Like, you don't need to stop people drinking their (laughs) mediocre coffee that you've brought them to tell them how much you're happy to never have to see them again (laughs) especially when it was supposed to be a tea whoops yeah I love that (laughs) yeah so um well I guess like I don't not that I'm like happy this happens to her because I feel bad but um cut to Rachel working at Fortunata Fashions oh I know the old guy teaching her how to make coffee horribly by reusing a filter Ugh. for the disgusting old disgusting machine and like yeah I've never I don't know I, I was about to be like oh fair enough she's the intern but you know what I don't know I've never had to get coffee for people so yeah I I don't know I don't know we don't know what her job is we don't know if it's if it's intern or if it's team assistant because if it's kind of like the team assistant, then I don't know. Maybe she is having to do all the admin type tasks. Well, I, yeah, or I think but that you got to start somewhere. I think she's just like the girl that works in the shop. And when you work in a small environment like this, like someone's gonna make the coffee. It doesn't necessarily yeah, mean it has right. to be her because she's a woman. But like, 
when I, you know, worked at a small boutique, like who basically whoever gets there first just makes it, you know. Yeah, I'm sure that the old guys not. I think it is kind of also like the newest, the youngest, newest. You know what I yeah. mean? She's the rookie, and so they just pile all the crap jobs onto her. But yeah, totally. Um, yeah, poor yeah. Rach. Well, so she's you know. back making the coffee. <coughs> yep. Well, but won't last forever. It won't last forever. No, that's true. And at least she is now, it's a stepping stone, right? So at least mm-hmm. now she's in, at least she's in the industry she's interested yes. in. So. Right. And that's that good. Is good for you, Rach. Good for you, Rach. You, you did it. because You that's, go. That's true. Because now, even if it's some crappy little, you know, strip mall store, it's at least something in retail that translates yep. to her working in retail in the future. So it is a stepping stone, even if it's, if it's a crappy one. But sometimes that's necessary. Yeah, and in this case, I would give the advice you gave earlier and just say, just say, you know, if I'm I was going to be here be like, a year and then I'm out. Yes, I'll yep. do this for one year, and here's the types of things I know that I need to learn to go to a next the next mm-hmm. job. So I'm going to focus on that stuff yep. if I can. You know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Thank you. You too. <laughs> okay. So the next part of this story, um, the little girl. Do you recognize her? It's Mae Whitman. It is Mae Whitman. Good yeah. job. Did you yeah. know that or did you have to look it up? I knew it. I think she looks I exactly like herself. Fam- I thought she looked familiar, but then I noticed it because in the credits they say Mae Whitman. And I was like, oh. what? So for those of you listeners who are not big May heads, um, <laughs> you might know her from things such as Arrested Development. Don't be an egg hog. <laughs> Anne? Who? Egg? Her? Who? Her? egg um she was apparently also in perks of being a wallflower scott pilgrim versus the world uh parenthood which you would know i've never watched it and good girls which i love i haven't watched it but i want to because i like may whitman and i like retta so i want to watch it. yeah i love they're they're so good they're all so good um and and then she has this like long list of cartoons that she's and video games that she must mm-hmm. have done voice acting. So she's a very active voice actor. Well, her mother is a voice actor. Oh, and so that's how she got into voice acting. Oh, see, yeah. guys, it's literally all who you know. Yeah, it is. Um, I want to be a voice actor. Do you think it'd be fun? Should we do it? Are we kind of voice acting? Kind right now? of, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> We're acting like ourselves on this podcast with our voices. Mm. Um, I'll do this for a year, and then I'm going to try to use it to leverage myself into voice acting. <laughs> into a better podcast. Um, yes. Yeah, so her mom is a voice actor, and so she started, like, repeating, like, everything. Like, so she started basically just doing it. So her mom took her in for some interviews, and she did, like, a Tyson Chicken ad, and that kind of, like, snowballed into other voice acting and then actual acting. That's so cool. Yeah. Um. I think I learned about that in the I'll Be There for You Friends book. Maybe. Maybe somewhere else. Oh, no. You got into that actually, much detail about... No, no, no. Okay. It wasn't there. It, I listened to her episode um, of Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And because he's also on Parenthood, so, like, they had uh, her on the show. Right. Um, but she talked about it, and I don't remember all the details, but I remember her saying that all the actors were like super nice to her and she just remembered feeling like so cool that she was there because they were like yeah you know this is season three it was like the hottest show on tv um yeah and Julia she Roberts was just on it you right know? well like a year ago but yeah 
still. Um, but yeah, so she was like, yeah, they were so nice to me. And I feel like either they like did something really sweet for her. I can't remember what it was, but it was like such a positive review of her experience Aww, on Friends. It was really cute. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. That's so lovely. So sweet. Yeah. So yeah, it's it is Whitman. really cute. And I do love this little storyline. It's like, I just like, yeah, well, okay, we'll get to like at the end. Like they're so cute. And like, um, okay, so this all happens because Ross and Chandler are walking through the hallway with their tennis rackets and Ross is being a dweeb Mm -hmm. and talking about the three P's of tennis. I don't know. (laughs) And he's um, whipping his racket through the air and knocks Mae Whitman over because she's selling cookies door to door. And so he broke her leg and they all give him a really hard time about that, which is quite funny. Um, and so he takes over cookie duty. So little May Whitman, Sarah, uh, she wants to go to space camp because that's the top prize. Mm-hmm. And second place is a bike, but she'd prefer something her dad can't sell. <laughs> dad loves a slot. I love when she says that. She does it so well I for know. such a little kid. I know. I mean... Her mom maybe had helped her, knowing that her mom was an actor, and she probably also understands, like, delivery, you know, being mm-hmm. a voice actor. Yeah. Um, can we back That's up for so just cute. one second before he goes to visit her? Do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about um, uh, the Muppet being whacked? No, I want to talk about how much I also hate Monica's outfit. Oh, what is she wearing? I don't remember. A bright orange, like, sweater, short sleeve shirt with, like, very loud colored plaid pants like all the colors I kind of feel like so they definitely dressed Phoebe the worst but I do feel like sometimes they put Monica in some like hideous ass stuff like Rachel always had like quite trendy outfits and I don't think it's like you can't just be like oh well she was in fashion like even when she was at the coffee shop she had cute little skirts and like Mm -hmm. everything matched and I feel like Monica was always wearing like plaid or like orange and brown Yes. Well, and the other thing is that she has her hair. It's like she's growing her bangs out. So she has her hair like awkwardly pinned back. And I just don't really like it. I just feel like they always put Rachel in like black tones and then Monica's in like browns and oranges and just not. I don't know. I'm like, why couldn't she have just been wearing black also? I don't know. They make her dress yeah. – they just dress her weird. It looks like she's dressed from, like, vintage 70s type stuff. Well, this outfit, it definitely is. Like, it's very um, – it's very loud. Like, the plaid pants are are most of the color. It includes most of the colors available to us There's on Earth. There's a few times where they put her in just, like, fully mismatching loud stuff. I don't even know if it mismatches yeah. because the pants do have orange. Um but <laughs> but she could I have just, put on like a black top that would have yeah. matched right or like or, a cream like colored top. not those pants just yeah true from those yeah Any I just don't like pants. it um mm. not into it sorry that's all <laughs> well that's fine so just wanted to strike against police. Rachel's shirt why do you hate Rachel's shirt so much at the beginning I don't like the weird like half zip mock turtleneck Right. And it's short sleeve. So I'm like, if your neck is that cold, why are your arms so warm? <laughs> I don't know. Renee doesn't like it when people are cold, disproportionately cold in their body. I just feel like it's an odd thing to cover up. I don't know. I know it was the a sign of the times. Like, I, I remember those, like, mock zip shirts being popular. I just don't like them. I have 
I was just thinking about my closet. I have short sleeve turtlenecks, but they're not like a full turtleneck. They're like a little halfy one like that. Yeah. But I think it's the zip that bothers me. I don't know. I don't like all I don't like any of it. Okay. Well, I like my little mock neck ones yeah. because I wear them. They're like a little bit thicker, like hers is velvet, and I wear them with I wear them to work um in winter. And yes. I think they look profession more professional yes. than just like a plain collar. I agree. I will say I don't hate mock neck short sleeve I just what do you got Rachel against shirt. all my outfits right I just hate Rachel's shirt I think it's the okay, color the fine. zip the material it's just not it's, working for you it's not working let's try again okay so if you guys want to ask Renee to come be costume design on your sets she will do it I will do it happily um okay so they're all dressed poorly and now <laughs> Ross is a brown bird <laughs> yes um so Ross has um, decided to sell boxes of cookies for Sarah Just as an so honorary brown cute. bird. It, oh, yeah. It is really cute that he's done that. But we're not surprised. Ross is like a really good dad and good guy in that type of way. And so he comes into the coffee shop and he's like trying to sell cookies. Is it the coffee shop or their house? I don't remember. Um, it's the coffee shop, I think. It is. Because he chases Monica out the it door. Is. Yeah. So he's he goes through like the different types of cookies. Santa, Rudolph, and baby Jesus. Um, and Joey gets five boxes of the cream filled Jesuses mm-hmm. and, um, Chandler asks if there's any coconut flavored deities, mm-hmm. but there is coconut in the Hanukkah Menorios. So Ross sells him eight boxes, one for each night, which Ross has got some pretty good sales tactics. I'll mm-hmm. give it to him. Excellent marketing technique. Excellent marketing. And then Monica decides she just wants one box, one of the mint treasures. And that's because she said she started joining, gaining weight after joining the Brown Birds. And for all of us know, Monica was a big girl, mm-hmm. according to Rachel. Um, and so she's like, oh, remember when dad bought all my cookies and I ate them all? And Ross is like, uh, no, dad had to buy all your cookies because you ate them all. Right. I feel like that had to be part of the tactic with oh. Girl Scout cookies is like sending these boxes home with these kids and just hoping that the families eat them and have to pay for them. Oh, yeah. And being like, 100%. well, you know, you know, yeah, I'm we sure were, that that's I was part never of it. a Girl Scout. But if we would have just had like 20 boxes of cookies sitting around, my dad would definitely would have just opened one and started eating them. Like he wouldn't have really oh, thought about like, it. Like we would have opened one on the bus and started eating them. Oh, with our yeah. Friends for sure. Did we ever? I mean, that's what we did sell world's finest chocolate. And I'm assuming oh we gosh. ate a lot of that. We did. Yum. Do you still have yours? No, that was like a year ago. We were in Palm Springs. No, I ate them. I tried not to make the mistake um, that I thought I would make and hoard them for all time. That's right. That You did say that you were going to save them and eat a nibble a day until they turned into crusty, dry dust. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't do that. I do still have some <laughs> cookies from the last time you sent them to me, which was a few months ago. Are you being serious? I am. Ashley, they're individually packaged, so this is a perfect time to space oh, them okay. out. okay. Yeah, sorry, the environment. Um, cookie time individually wraps <laughs> their cookies, so yeah. take it up with them. Yeah. That's sorry, time the environment. In Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, cool. Well, you can eat those. I can bring you more when I see you. True. That's true. Just let me know and I'll grab some. Okay. okay. Um, oh, I really hate how Ross treats Monica in this. And so, so she clearly, like, we know that Monica, you know, this is something that she's probably going to struggle with her entire life right. is weight and food and all that. And so she's like, I just want the one. And he's like, 
I'm sure that you'll be fine. How about just a couple or three? I'll give you the first one for free. And like, I know it's supposed to be funny and whatever, but it makes me really sad because Ross is her brother and he's being so unsupportive and mean to her right now. Mm-hmm. Very bad behavior. Um, but later on when she comes back in and she's like, Ross, sell me another box of the mint treasures. And she's like starting to freak out. And he's like, Monica, I'm cutting you off. And she's like, what? I'm cool. Her like, I'm breezy, I'm cool breakdown. It does crack me up. I know. You got to help me out with just a couple more boxes. Just a couple more boxes. She does such a good job. She does a great Um, job. And Ross sells a ton of boxes of cookies. Oh, he does try to like sell them in his, he tries to sell them door to door. And some lady off screen uh, calls the cops on him because he's a 30-year-old man selling brown bird cookies. Yep. So fair enough. It's New York. Um, you know, it's anywhere. And yeah. And so he he said he was leaving the museum one night as Laser Floyd was letting out. And without <laughs> even trying, he sold a bunch of boxes of cookies. So his tactic is the munchies. Yeah. Which Again, is good genius. marketing strategy. Yep. So that's great because he, you know, works near the university. And so there you go. Great job, Ross. Um, and so he's cornered the munchie market, which is hilarious. And then he um, he goes to like the final meeting of the brown birds to talk about who won the cookie sales. Mm-hmm. And he gets in a little fight with the girl next to him, which is hilarious. And I'm pretty sure she's like a famous Disney star as well. Yeah, I think she was on like Disney or Nickelodeon or like a TGIF show. I'm pretty sure there was, and she also had her, I think she did voice acting for one called the Pratt Family, which was like a little cartoon. Oh, yeah, but I think you're right. I don't, I can't, yeah, I don't think yeah. I looked her up, but yeah, she I was didn't look her also up a child star. Definitely like child 90s star, like mildly, yeah. mildly a star. Yeah. And she, um, they get a little, she's like, you scrud. And he's like, she's, he's like, what's a scrud? And she's like, look it up. He's like, I don't have to. I'm looking at one right now at you. And I'm like, oh my God, Ross. It's pretty good. Scrud. Scrud. Um, (laughs) And so they go around saying who sold the most boxes. And Ross tries to outdo the one girl in his group. Um, and the, the lady's like, it looks like a lot of these boxes were purchased by you. And one of my favorite lines is, uh, yes, my doctor said I have a serious nougat deficiency, <laughs> which is just, I don't know. I always think of that because the way he says the word nougat is so weird. And it's just a strange word. Um, but he ends up not winning for poor sweet Sarah because one girl loaned out her uniform to her 19-year-old sister mm. who went and, so again, marketing. Great marketing. and um, sold a bunch of boxes at the USS Nimitz, assuming that's a naval ship, mm-hmm. and sold 871 boxes of cookies. Smart kid. So to make it, yes. So to make up for Sarah missing out on space camp, they do one in their apartment which is hilarious and they're they're like running around like it's a spaceship and they cover it in foil and um it's really cute except for the fact that it's like three grown men and a girl (laughs) yeah and they're strangers like she doesn't know these people they don't know her she's at their house and even before when ross comes over to talk to her he's in her room and i'm just like 
I get it, but um, also like, I mean, she her her dad does sound like a deadbeat, so I can yeah. see how this is happening. Yeah, but totally. Not cool. Yeah, not cool. Yeah, no. I'd be like, you maimed my child, so. and now you want to be alone in a room with her? No, I'm gonna yeah. pass. And you want to take pass. her over to your male roommate house? Like, don't think so. No, I'm gonna say no. We're gonna say no. Thank no. you. But, but it is sweet. Anyway, though. we love May. It's sweet, and we love May Whitman. We so. do. Yay, cute. Yeah, it is really okay. cute. The best part of, well, I don't know. That one's really cute too. But the last part of this episode, mm-hmm. um, Joey gets a job at the Christmas tree lot. And Phoebe's like, oh, have fun at work. No, wait a minute. Don't. I forgot. I'm against that. <laughs> I love how Joey always like, has against... all the, I mean, I guess as an actor it makes sense. But I love the like foray of jobs he has over the years. Oh, yeah. This is such, such a good, stuff. this is such a good like gig work job because it's seasonal. It's great. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so she's like, oh, I'm against that. You know, trees being, their dead carcasses being hauled off. And um, and so she comes down to visit. And doesn't he spin the tale about the, like, they're just fulfilling their Christmas destiny? Yes. And everyone's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, Christmas destiny. Plus, it's their only chance to see New York or whatever. So. Yeah, which is hilarious. She buys it. <laughs> I like that. And they do this with her. Ross does this with her later with the bike. I just think it's I was cute. just Phoebe. thinking that. Yeah. The bike is going to die. And she's like, yeah, Ross. <laughs> okay, I Ross. I gotta believe that. Please don't Please die. Please don't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sweet, Phoebes. We love her. So Phoebe comes down to visit, and she's a little sad because some of the trees are a bit old and brown. And um, he's like, well, yeah, the old ones go into the chipper. And she's mm. like, why does that not sound like it's probably as fun as it sounds? And she sees one of the trees being put in the chipper and freaks out. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very Phoebe. The it's whole very thing. Phoebe. I kind of like when she freaks um, out. It's funny. I like when she comes down the next day and she's like <laughs> trying to convince people to buy the old trees and that Ooh, guy you can have like, this joey's cool actually, brown one this cool brown one and phoebe's like or um joey's actually like kind of a good salesman when he's like mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit more expensive but you get a better smell and the guy's mm-hmm. like okay i'll take it and then phoebe's like look no further and the guy's like uh, never mind yeah um and joey's like phoebe you're killing me i'm working on commission um and so yeah she's kind of cutting joey's lunch so to speak with the mm-hmm. tree thing um but yeah sweet phoebe so she's sad about it um but then joey comes home at one point when monica's in the middle of her mint treasures meltdown and he's like he's like that's when he tells rachel you know that he got her an interview or he can get her an interview at fortunata fashions and he's like now for the really good news snow in a can <laughs> And he's going to, like, give Monica's – do you remember that? Like, did you guys ever do that? I feel like that's a very, like, elementary school window yeah, thing I to, feel like, like, put fake snow. Yeah, I feel like they did it at school. We didn't ever do it at my house, though. Yeah, we didn't do it at my house either. I don't think Dad would have let that one go up on the well, windows. Well, I but... just feel like that's a lot of work than to clean afterwards. And have to, like, scrape it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who are not aware, Renee and I grew up in Florida, so no white Christmases for mm-hmm. us. So mm-hmm. if, if you wanted – that Christmas looky. Did you you'd have to say use Christmas snow cookie? In a can. <laughs> Did you say Christmas cookie? Oh, Monica. Bless. Bless um, her. Yeah. So that's super cute. And then 
at the very end, I love it when um, they're all kind of sad and everybody's a little bit sad for whatever reason. And they're like, um, seeing that drunk Santa wet himself really <laughs> brightened up my, and they're all just kind of like moping inside. Mm-hmm. And then they go in and um, they see all of the Christmas trees yeah. in Monica's apartment. And so the, every, they saved all the like old dead ones for Phoebe. Um, and I don't know why they're in Monica's apartment and not Phoebe's apartment, but okay. <laughs> I get it. It's because this is the set. But it just, I was like, doesn't seem like something Monica would allow in her apartment, but that's okay. So super Which makes cute. makes it even they nicer. Old... That's true. It could be because Monica just really wants to do something nice for Phoebe. So they buy all the old dead Christmas trees um, to save them from the chipper. Yay, so Christmas. I love when she jumps and is like clapping and excited. I know. It's just so She's cute. so cute. Um, are you a real tree? You guys get a real tree? Or do you have a fake tree? Or do you not decorate because you have to move out of your house? <laughs> um, so growing up, we always had a fake. Well, maybe not always, always. But like most. Like time. I don't remember what we did in California. But it's probably fake. But in Florida, yeah, we've always had a fake tree. Um, and I just, you know, my, my dad has to like drag it out of the garage and sets it up and then my mom decorates it we used to have a massive fake one and so yeah we've always had a fake one um but when I lived in Chicago we used to go buy a real one Mm -hmm. um and decorate it and it was super fun until we would leave it for like the month after Christmas with no water and its pine needles got to be like (laughs) daggers stabby essentially yeah and it was like impossible to throw the thing away without like stabbing yourself a bunch Mm -hmm. so that was Less fun, but um, and then now I've got a fake tree again, and like since moving to New Zealand, um, yeah, it's 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 summer down here at Christmas time, right. and everybody like we get um time off work, so everybody goes away to go spend time with their family, mm. and so living in flats um with other flatmates slash roommates um, we never decorated. So last year I was just like, do you know what? I'm decorating because I find that too sad. Like I just mm-hmm. enjoy it. So I went and bought a fake tree. And like not tons of stuff, but I just bought enough stuff to like to be make festive. it feel a little bit Christmassy. Yeah, nice. And um, yeah, and we do have to move out of our house over the Christmas period. Um, so I put it up like mid-November because I was like, well, gotta get more bang for my buck. I feel like what we about should explain. You? Well, I feel like we should explain the reason Ashley has to move out of her house over Christmas break. Essentially, is that she lives in like a little vacation town right now, and the house it's part of her contract that they have to move out because the owners rent it out during like the Christmas yeah. holidays which it's funny because everybody else that hears that and like yeah. other parts of New Zealand is like that is so crazy but it was even on the news last year like um, we live two streets away from the beach and like I say it's summer everybody kind of travels for summer because you or for Christmas because you've got the time off work and so they basically our weekly rent becomes the nightly rent mm-hmm. and yeah we're not paying that so they totally. rent it out to people who will yeah and it's, it's just what they do. So like our crazy. my every time I've rented a place here, it's always like the the lease ends on like the twentieth of December and starts back up on like the twentieth of January. It's so nuts. Um, yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. I know it's it's funny when things are like normal in a very small, very 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 small part of the world. You know, it's like not like this yeah. is normal in New Zealand. It's like normal in the town you live in. Um, yeah, it's kind of nuts, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, so I usually just have to put 
we basically like our house is fully furnished. We rent a, a fully furnished house, so it's not like we have to be moving like beds and couches and all that right. stuff. But um, just like personal, you effects. know, like yeah, all of our clothes. Um, we have some of our own things in the kitchen, like our own. Um, blender and our own coffee machine and you know like that kind of stuff we take basically anything that you don't want to get used stolen or broken because it could happen um right. we have to move so it's like our entire pantry of spices well I was gonna say and, do you like leave like, your spices or do you just like leave them because nope. you're like how much spice could they possibly use well I mean there could they could have barbecue it's summer they could have barbecues every day and be using all of our spices like we leave salt and pepper because we're like we, we don't care because you're but not no, sa- you're not animals yeah (laughs) well actually we might not even leave that like honestly our landlords are making so much money they can provide they can buy the you know that's true yeah we're not making any money off this deal we're just inconvenienced that's true okay yeah so we just Um, take everything that sucks it's okay we've got a shed we're yeah we'll put it all back it is what it is well it just is what it is right um but what about you fake tree real tree team real tree uh, we always yeah. had a real tree growing up, which, like, looking back, I'm like, we were not poor, but we didn't have, like, tons of extra. Um, yeah, that's a lot of effort. It's effort and it's money every single year that you're yeah. buying. You know, like, a fake tree is more expensive in the one-time purchase sense. Right, but like, within two it, years, it's paid itself off. It's paid off. itself off, essentially, yeah. I mean, what you buy a really nice real tree for will pay for itself in three years, but, like, a real tree you have to buy every single year. And, like, the tree we bought this year... It's not anything overly special, but after I swiped my credit card, I was like, that is a lot of money for something that's about to die. Like, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Um, but I love it. I love I having a real sweet, tree. But your parents thought that that yeah. was you know, something that they wanted to, it was worth the, and worth it was that. something, and that's it's like cute. a memory that I hold on to, like going to get the tree together. Yeah. So that's it's worth it to me. Um, and so I continue to this day, even though it is a huge pain in the butt with all the needles, I will be I will be finding sap. It doesn't matter how well I clean my house. I will be finding like little sap drops in like June when I move a chair or something. Um, but I love it. Does Steve love get smells. into it? He Steve is really funny is that the first like three or four years, he would sit by it, but he never cared. And I always put either like inexpensive well inexpensive ones I don't care about and like not breakable ornaments towards the bottom like I put I have some like felt ones or like plastic ones that even if they did get yeah hit it doesn't matter um yeah. I wouldn't put anything breakable at the bottom just because I don't feel like I don't want to tempt fate but then like last year I think he started batting at ornaments and this year <sighs> he's back at it again and yeah I don't know why he's done it the last couple years but um I'm not sure, but he, look, like I said, it's all the like ones that don't really matter down there. Steve so. just wants to get involved in the. He does. The he just spirit. He does. Um, but I think it's kind of funny too. As long as he's not one of those cats that like runs and like tries to dive into the tree. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm pretty sure that was another part of it. Was like, oh yeah, we you always, guys had, always cats had cats growing up, even in yeah. California. But like our cats we had two and i remember the first year they broke like half the nativity set Mm because they were playing with it and like sat on top of it or something (laughs) sat on top of the inn and then they used to yeah they used to like climb up the tree a little bit oh my gosh they were never like those crazy cats i don't Uh think that you know they didn't like go wild but i do think they used to like lie underneath it and bat at stuff or like 
try to like kind of climb up it. And so I think that was part of it was like, we didn't want like a real tree knocking over with Mm -hmm. water everywhere and needles and sap and all that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Luckily he's stayed pretty tame and just like played with the ones at the bottom and he doesn't do it all the time. So yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I love having the real tree and I like having a real wreath. And I, last year or the year before I started getting real garland, um, just like branches like tied together that I have over my dining room table. That's fun. Yeah, we used to forage stuff in Chicago and just yeah. like if we found really pretty like pine cones and branches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, a cu- for a couple years I would take – because you know how you have to like trim off the bottom couple leaves so you yeah. have like space underneath. Um, I would take those and make wreaths. But honestly, by oh, the time yeah. you buy the wire and all that stuff, wreaths are like – I mean, I got mine at Trader Joe's for like seven ninety nine, and I think I saw them at Kroger right. for like 10 bucks. So – it's not really worth all the time and energy and the stabbing you put yourself through to um, make a real yeah. wreath. At least it's not for me. I guess me. unless you already have some wire lying around. I guess. Um, so tell us out there, you guys. I know it's past Christmas, but tell us. Real tree, fake tree. We want to hear. Yeah. And if you have any fun tree memories or Christmas looky cookie memories, mm-hmm. get no, back I wanna, into the spirit and let us know. No, I want a cookie. Girl, me too. got me craving a cookie. Well, uh, Merry Christmas from the Friends universe, even though it's well past Christmas, but yeah, you know, always happy. We're always happy to celebrate with you guys, whatever the reason. Oh, cute. Okay. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us for my fave Christmas episode Mm -hmm. and join us next week when we talk about season three, episode 11, the one where Chandler can't remember which sister. Oh, funny. Oh, dear Chandler. This is a good one. You done did it. You yeah. done did okay. it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys, we'll see then. You guys then. Bye. Bye.